I'm Emma Davis, amateur biologist. And I'm Clay Davis, amateur at sex. We are the animal sex birds. Join us on our journey to discover the wild, wet, and wonderful world of animal reproduction. We're up bright and early on this fine day. Good morning. Partially due to procrastination and partially because we're so excited to talk to you about our today's topic. For me, it's all excitement. I'm de- I don't procrastinate very often. Well, welcome to the episode that uh, you've all been waiting for and the real drive behind this podcast. Honeybees. Honey buns. <laughs> we're beekeepers. This was kind of the whole start of the podcast because Emma, she was at work talking about how bees reproduce and someone was like you should have a podcast on this that's because it's so fascinating bees are amazing so the other day while sweet jan my mother-in-law emma's mother was weeding our garden helping our bees decided to uh swarm which means gtfo and they made a giant cloud of bees in the yard very cool very gentle Very fascinating. It feels like you're in a tornado of insects. It feels like you're in a Disney movie, but if if that Disney movie was like mixed with aliens and there was like a bunch of insects landing on you. Yeah, and they're mostly magical, but if they hit you too hard, they can sting. Yeah, but mostly magical. So that big cloud of bees will go and land on a branch somewhere and make a big ball of bees. And then you go catch them. You shake them into a box. And they can fly pretty far. So we were able to catch this particular swarm, but sometimes they just up and out and you never see them again. Which is uh, which is sad because it's half of your bees from one of your hives and a queen, a queen bee. The precious queen. And the hive where they swarmed from, they will make a new queen. They make a new queen and that's what causes them to swarm basically. So they do this when... The colony is a little overcrowded and they want more room. So they half the bees and the old queen will leave and go find a new home. So the fascinating portion of this begins here because my layperson friends, AKA non beekeepers, non beaks, non beaks, they're like, what? So the queen leaves, isn't there only one queen? What happens next? Who is queen? Who gets chosen to be queen? What does she do? Do they die without queen? So, here are some answers. Let's answer those questions. Yes, only one queen at a time. And without said queen, a hive will die. Not instantaneously, but bee lifespans are only a few weeks. And so, without a queen to make more babies, they will all just slowly die off. Which is kind of a sad, slow demise when your hive doesn't have a queen. But there are some things you can do to remedy that. When a queen either leaves, like in that swarm, she dies, she gets hurt, she's just old, needs to be replaced, isn't doing a good job, they make a new queen. The queen bee is the only one in the hive that lays eggs. And she can choose whether or not the egg is a male bee, a.k.a. drone, or a female bee which can either be a worker bee or another queen. 
And the worker bees are the ones who decide whether or not it's going to be a worker bee or another queen by feeding them either regular jelly or royal jelly. And the regular jelly is kind of like honey, but it's got a little bit different things in it than just regular honey that we would eat and is their normal food source. And the royal jelly is like higher in sugar content. When the egg hatches and the larva starts eating that royal jelly, it slowly turns into a queen. And they draw the cell out, and it looks like a little tiny peanut. The royal jelly is only for the HBIC. <laughs> um, making a queen from an egg will take 16 days. Depending on the circumstances, more than one egg will be raised into a queen. If that happens, either swarming happens, like we talked about earlier, the queen leaves with bees, or my favorite part. Thunderdome. Queen gladiator <laughs> they fight to the death yeah it's pretty pretty wild actually so when one queen hatches out she'll start they call it piping and she's like what's up bitches i'm the queen and she goes beep, 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 beep. we've heard that several times in our hive when a new queen hatches yeah it's pretty cool and, and what she's doing is she's looking for the other queen cells to basically make that same noise and when they do that inside their cells they haven't hatched out yet she goes and kills them yesterday we saw something cool we saw a new queen that had just emerged and she was piping around announcing her presence and all the bees made a little ball around her to try to kill her because they already had a queen yeah it's really really neat actually because you see this just big old ball of bees and you and we're trying to like puff smoke on them to bust the ball up so we can see what's going on in there and they're like so ferociously bowling this queen that they like won't even disperse with the smoke from the smoker. Anyway, that queen wasn't gonna make it in the hive, so we, we don't took have her to out. talk. We don't have to talk about her. And R- then we R- killed R- her. R- we crushed R- her. R- What's it like to be queen? Oh, well, I have no idea. Well, I don't either. But I do know that once she has established herself as the queen, she needs to take a mating flight, which means. She comes out a virgin and must be baptized by Dick. (laughs) The mating flight is kind of a mysterious thing because it takes place like 60 to 70 feet in the air. And she has to do this within the first like week of her life. She'll fly up about 50, 60 feet in the air and there'll be an area where drones from a bunch of different hives. AKA boy bees. Are all congregating. I call it the barrel room. Why do you call it that? You don't get that reference. Back in the day in Portland, that's where all like the bros hung out. The barrel room? Yeah. So when it was like time to mate, you go there and there's just like a bunch of bros. That sounds terrible. It kind of was. Yeah. Anyway, the queen's up there flying around the barrel room looking to get fucked. <laughs> and uh, it also must be, must be warm. <laughs> yeah. It also has to be warm. And she's up there and there's a uh, she'll mate with like 14 to 15 drones in that one flight and that's it that's the and after every penetration she's like thank you and then he dies that's true that which is sad he ejaculates sperm and his abdominal contents and falls to his death he comes so hard that it kills so him. hard <laughs> it might be worth it i'm not sure yeah it's his only purpose in life and he's done it yeah which is cool he's made like literal climax of his life Mm -hmm. she fucked him to death 
she'll do that with multiple dudes because she wants to increase the um, likelihood of like genetic variability within yeah, her hive. It, it, she's hoping to get most of those drones from other hives, not her own hive. And that, cause what that does is like, like Emma said, it increases that genetic variation. Because an incest is only cool in the Davis household. <laughs> so this flight will take like five to 30 minutes. It's got to be nice and warm above 55 degrees. If your queen needs to be replaced in the cold months, you're, SOL. So now this queen comes back to her hive and she is responsible for laying all of the eggs. She's the only one. Yeah, she can lay up to, it was like 1,500 to 2,000 eggs in one day, which seems like a lot of work. She's a big mama. Yeah. And she gets this big old abdomen on her. Yeah. So she looks a little different than the rest of the bees. Growing up, I always thought a queen bee was just like, like couldn't even walk. It was just a fat little larva basically. But it looks like a bee, but it's just kind of long, right? Yeah, they've just got this big, long abdomen. They kind of have a little bit different look to them. But they're just really, they look like a honeybee with a big, long butt on her. But she gets fed like a royal. And she's mated a lot. She's filled with sperm. And so she's nice and fat. So she can't really fly most of her life. So once she has mated and she's stuck in her little hive, all she does is lay babies and get fed by the workers. Yeah, and so she'll lay an egg. That egg will take about three days to hatch. And then there's a larval stage that'll be about six days long. And then another 12 days in her pupa stage. Her by by meaning worker bee. Then they'll hatch into a full-grown adult worker bee. And this whole thing takes place in one little cell of the honeycomb. So when you think of a honeycomb design, how there's a bunch of little circles in it or... They say they're hexagons, but honestly, they're more like circles. There's one little egg that develops into a full bee just in that little space. And so like, th- she's constantly laying eggs. So there's constant new bees being hatched out into the hive. And then there'll be nurse bees, which so when bees first hatch, they become nurse bees and they'll help tend to the eggs in the, in the hive. And then as time goes on, they become foraging bees or field bees. And I then see. they'll go out. I see what you're doing. I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up. I did want to talk about the female versus male roles within the hive. Okay, I'll let you do this. This is important to me. <laughs> Who run the world? Drones. Girls. <laughs> so, the female bee is really the only one who's productive in the hive. So, as Clay was saying, they start out as nurse bees taking care of the babies, which is very sweet and tender. When they grow up, they take on new roles. So they might become cleaner bees that take out like, you know, dirt. They also take out the dead bees. I call them slayer bees. It's kind of cool looking. Um, They will defend the hive. They will manage the temperature of the hive. They will forage to collect pollen and nectar. They're the only ones who make wax and honey. They are big deals. And most of the bees within a hive are female. Yeah, almost all of them. Do you know a percentage? I don't. But just by looking in a hive, I mean, you'll see a handful of drones here and there. But for the most part, they're all worker bees. And then drones, they do look a little bit different. They're fat. They have big eyes, big heads. They only have half the chromosomes of the worker bees. So that's why they... <laughs> they look like they're a chromosome yeah. short, to be honest <laughs> with you. That's why they look like that. They're not the brightest. They're just like, doo-doo-doo. And um, they are solely there for mating. Mm-hmm. So in fact, having drones in your hive 
has very little benefit because they're big and they eat a lot. All they do is sit around and eat honey and wait to fuck. Yeah, which sounds like a pretty sweet life, honestly. I don't know a better analogy for men versus women in the world (laughs) than honeybees. And I would like to change that narrative today. I mean, I think that, uh, I think the drones have a pretty cool thing going, honestly. When you find a bunch of drone brood in the colony, we'll try to remove it because, like Emma said, they just eat, eat honey and they eat your honey and waste space. A lot of times throughout the year, you don't even need drones, but they are kind of cute. They are kind of cute. They're like fuzzy, fat bottomed mm-hmm. bees. And then once that hive builds up, as Clay was saying, there's potentially thousands of new bees hatching each day. If they get too full, they swarm. They swarm. So they will starve that queen and make her skinny so she can fit into a smaller dress size. Just kidding. That is not an effective weight management plan, kids. It's so she's light enough to fly. And once she's ready, she'll be like, all right, dudes, load up. And they'll become that cloud of bees and leave the hive. Yeah, it, like I, like we said before, it's really like one of the coolest things to see uh, in person, the swarming. So when they swarm, it's really the colony reproducing. And they do this because if you think about the colony as one organism, which it really is, it's a bunch of individual bees. 30 to 40,000 to be exact. <laughs> Uh, working together for a common goal as one individual body or organism. So the swarm is this them reproducing and going from one colony to two colonies. So it's kind of sad when your bees, half your bees leave and go away if you can't catch them, but it's just the natural way they reproduce. They also might do that if they're, uh, if they have a bunch of mites, which are basically the parasites that kill a lot of our honeybees. Yeah, mites are the worst. A few questions. Let's hear them. Do you get stung working honeybees? One of us gets stung working honeybees, and uh, it's me. But yes, you do get stung. Why do honeybees sting? They sting for a variety of reasons. Sometimes to protect the hive. Sometimes when you accidentally crush them in your armpit. But the worker bee dies when she stings you, which is sad. So they really don't want to sting you. They will if they feel like it's worth dying over. Yeah. Because a lot of people are scared of honeybees and they are very different than yellow jackets and even your native bees. They will sting you, but they die. So they have to assess like, is this worth dying over? Am I defending my hive or my honey or my life? Am I getting crushed in Emma's armpit? Usually it's I'm I'm crushing them in my armpit. I feel like that's the primary way I get stung or my hands or something. Next question. Hit me. What's the difference between a hive and a colony? I don't know. The hive is... (laughs) (laughs) I got this one. I got this one. So the hive is the terminology we use for like within the boxes. That is your hive. So it might be one box, might be 10 boxes. That's a hive. The colony is actually the group of bees themselves. So it's your colony, whether they're inside the hive or outside of the hive, swarming. It's a colony. Lastly, an apiary. That is a group of hives. So you might have one hive within your apiary. You might have five, like we do. You might have 200 if you're a commercial beekeeper. Yeah, very good. You got any um, questions you hear often for me? Why do we smoke bees? 
Good question. So our smoker is a little device we use to basically set some shit on fire, which Clay loves doing. So you put some nice organic flammables in there. It creates a heavy smoke. And every time you work the bees, you give them a little puff puff of smoke to calm them. So they think, oh shit, our hive's on fire. We got to go. So they calmly consume their honey. So it distracts them from coming at you and stinging you. It also covers up um, what is called an alarm pheromone, which is released when honeybees feel threatened or they sting you and other bees pick up on that. Very good answer. That's all I got right now, especially when it comes to the way the bees reproduce. Yeah. Sorry, I got off topic. People just love the honeybees. And these are questions we hear often as beekeepers. And we would love to continue to field any more of your beekeeping questions because we love it. Yeah, bees are pretty cool. Well, anyway, that's that's what we got for you guys today. Thanks for the uh, request to hear about honeybees. And uh, we love you meeting. See you next time.